What's up, guys? Welcome to Zane's World. This is episode two, Spider-Man's Origin. So, just uh, before we get into that, if you're from my other podcast, episode one, welcome back. If this is your first time, hello. And if you come from the geek domination stuff, hey, guys, this is what I do uh, kind of in my spare time whenever I have a moment and all that. So let's go on and get into it. So Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Peter Parker was a 15-year-old science geek. He he knew uh, an insane amount about chemical as well as physics early on. Just very early on, he just grasped these concepts. He uh, was in like you know a bunch of different classes, honor roll, lot of stuff. He was very much the epitome of what an outcast geek was. Um, in the original books, he went to a college seminar. Um, more specifically, an ex- a new experiment in radiology that was going on. Um, this was in the this was 1962. They didn't really understand radiation, and so when he went, there was a spider that happened to get involved in the experiment in some capacity. I often remember that during the 90s cartoon the intro cinematic would show off a spider just dropping on web line straight through the experiment and onto Peter's hand. Kind of know what happens from there. He went home, fell into a deep sleep for a few days, came out of his illness period with new powers. The theory goes from there that the radiation actually destroyed part of his DNA and part of the spider's DNA that was in the venom was through the radiation forced onto his DNA and mixed essentially creating a DNA, an early format of DNA splicing. But I digress. We come out of it, and Peter has powers. The powers that he has include super strength, right around a parallel to what a spider strength is to its body size. Um, he got the infamous stickum powers, which are the ability to stick to walls. And he got improved vision. Pretty much everything about him was improved in some capacity. He was also imbued with the knowledge of the web fluid he uses to create his uh, webs. Um, He created the formula using some chemicals, essentially. And he also then thought up a way to use his web or to create web shooters to then shoot that fluid. It allows him to swing around cities, as you all know. It's also one of his primary weapons. He oftentimes will coat his own hands in them. He's fired off nets, barriers, shields. He's even made discs to walk on water. Like he has used these webs inside and out every way he possibly can. Um, heck, even one of his clones from a later storyline created impact webbing, which is wads of webbing that on impact then turn into a full body net that just wraps around the entire target encasing them like a cocoon. So he's figured out how to use these webs in dozens of different ways over the years. But with this much history behind the character, obviously every writer that comes to it wants to leave their mark. They want to leave some piece of them on the story, but also make such a giant splash with their story that the one thing to the dismay of the readers over the years is that you get a lot of high points in between a lot of really dumb, stupid stuff. So almost every writer has a defining storyline that really, truly does show off their entire skill and talent. But some writers just never quite hit it. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Some of his more profound storylines that have occurred over the years 
have included uh, the death of both Captain Stacy and Gwen Stacy, his first true love, the fall of his two, two of his mentors essentially fell uh, into bad habits and bad behaviors. What with uh, Dr. Otto Octavius and Dr. Kurt Connors, both who turned into supervillains in their own right. We have uh, Lizard and we also have Dr. Octopus. Over the years, he's even had manipulation by other crazy villains like the Chameleon, who can turn into anyone, uh, created robots of his actual parents to mess with him, um, both in his head and in real life. He was able to just completely manipulate him where he wanted him to go. Over the years, Spider-Man has even fought alongside some of the greatest heroes, though, that have ever existed. He's been on the Fantastic Four numerous times. He's had many team-ups with almost every Marvel character in existence that's a hero. Over the years, he's developed a sibling behavior with both Human Torch and Wolverine. Wolverine acts much more like the way older brother that's done almost everything there is to do and has advice for you, while he has much more of like a rivalry relationship with Human Torch, where it's playful and envious of each other but yeah he's fought everyone he's even taken down the hulk by himself um people often assume that the hulk is just as strong as it gets and that that's it but hulk also gets outsmarted in combat because he's just a giant mass of muscle that's really it um anyone who uses their mind in combat is probably going to have a better chance at beating hulk than uh just anyone at this point so, like, Spider-Man, for instance, has done it all. He's gone into space, different dimensions. I mean, the guy's gotten around. We all know that he's had many iterations over the years. People love to jump to the different costumes as a defining set piece for his different storylines over the years. You could talk about how, after Battle World, he became the black suit Spider-Man, which introduced Venom. I mean, one of the most iconic anti-heroes slash villains of the marvel universe as a whole comes from spider-man you have the two different or i guess now technically two and a half different clone sagas because you have the one of the really old years where it's the jackal and he created a single clone and it's kane kane was a direct copy of peter in every sense of the word and peter fought him toe-to-toe until the end where kane basically died or what perceived to be dead he was dead he was supposedly dead for many years then jackal and jackal kind of just went off into the wind he reappeared in the mid 90s which was actually around the time that i started reading comics i was around five when my parents gave me my first subscription and my first subscription was actually to this character scarlet spider scarlet spider being one of peter's clones um this time around jackal decides he's going to mess around with multiple clones and it gets a little out of hand. This is one of the most convoluted storylines in comic book history ever. It wasn't well planned out. It wasn't really well executed. But the ideas at the back of it were pretty cool. And honestly, Scarlet Spider is still badass regardless of anything else out there. Um, basically, the Scarlet Spider himself was Ben Riley. Um, he took Ben for his Uncle Ben, obviously. And then Riley is actually aunt may's maiden name this clone actually didn't even want to be any form of hero he wanted to live a life 
completely differently from Peter because he didn't want to step on Peter's life because he actually understood who, wh who and what he was and what that meant for the original Peter. But, you know, during an era when Venom was on a binge to redeem himself, you know, he was trying to do the anti-hero thing, going out, saving people, and truly punishing the wicked all the way up to murder. And, well, Ben Riley was not okay with that he became scarlet spider out of that inner need that is a part of peter and he became the scarlet spider who if you look up scarlet spider you'll probably see some two different kinds of images one that looks very modern one that looks old school the old school is a blue hooded vest look very cool and one of my all-time favorite uh versions of him that storyline was rather integral to the modern continuity of Spider-Man, but it's one of the most hodgepodge written storylines out there. An interesting thing happened over at Marvel. Brian Michael Bendis got hired. He had just come off of his very successful Powers series, which originally was published by Image Comics, Seth MacFarlane's comic book company, and Marvel decided to pick up Bendis and subsequently he they picked up Powers and put it in their Icon comics and Bendis started working for Marvel. At that point, um, Marvel had just come out of a bankruptcy issue and was looking to kind of excel again, go back to their golden days where they were on top for a reason because they produced the better content. And so they wanted to re-envision all of their old... Uh, storylines with a modern twist like what would happen if this storyline happened today and so we come into the ultimate universe and it started off with brian michael bendis's 2000 ultimate spider-man peter parker's now 15 again he's going to school at midtown high he's still geeky and outcasty and Basically, the storyline starts off from there. Um, he even gets a job working at the Daily Bugle, but not as a photographer this time, as a web designer, which has its own pun. He actually got his powers from a genetically modified spider being developed by Oscorp. They were developing various things, such as a super tensile thread. They were messing in gene therapies. The biggest thing with the Ultimate Universe as a whole is you could actually trace almost every single hero and villain in it back to the source of Captain America. Everyone in that universe was trying to recreate what happened to Captain America and makes, made the perfect super soldier. So Osborne and his corporation was trying to go after that. But basically, it's the same kind of issue. One of the spiders got out, happened to bite Peter. He goes through a fever dream and comes out the other side superhuman in both this and the original everyone knows the ben parker storyline where ben dies so i'm not going to cover that part but what's intriguing here is that in this universe peter decides to do something different from the past and that's that he tells mary jane right not right from the start but pretty early on he admits to her that he's spider-man and that no one else can know they actually start dating in high school but yeah that run of Ultimate Spider-Man has been one of the greatest things to happen to Spider-Man ever because it took the entire history of Spider-Man up to that point and said, okay, we have to hit every one of these major storylines, but let's do it in a thoughtful, meaningful way that'll make sense coming out of it because we're planning it from now. 
I mean, some various differences from the Ultimate Universe to the uh, main Earth 616 Marvel Universe is that, for instance, uh, Green Goblin. Green Goblin in normal Marvel is much more of like an armored up, goblin looking, typical soldier with bombs. Um, he has very physical tech. A glider, pumpkin bombs, guns and blades and things of that nature. Whereas you go to the ultimate one and he was working on a serum. He essentially created a serum that will turn him into a large, roughly 10 to 12 foot tall uh, hulking monstrosity with spiky horns on his head and scaly skin. And I mean, in essence, it looks like a more goblin-y looking Hulk. And it also had a side effect of making him randomly catch fire as he got angrier and more emotional and things of that nature. He was eventually able to force those heat, that fire into ball forms and actually create pumpkin like bombs out of just pure fire. So it, harkened back a lot to the main the main original um source material but it did take its own modern-esque twist one of the most emotionally devastating storylines actually from spider-man's entire history comes from the ultimate series um right around 2012 peter comes under a lot of flack because he was one of the primary heroes saving lives in a recent event that had occurred that drastically altered the Ultimate Universe. Um, so all eyes were kind of on him. The Ultimates had just gone through a giant trial and tribulation that divided them heavily, and they were at war with each other. There was uh, one Ultimate team kind of headed up by Nick Fury, and there was another Ultimate team kind of headed up by nate stark who was tony stark's brother in this alternate universe a bunch of the ultimates in that universe really wanted to do the right thing and stay on the side of good the more stealthy version of the ultimates the uh i think they were actually called the avengers in this one if i recall correctly they it was supposed to be that there was a dichotomy there and essentially punisher was on one side of this conflict and he was in a situation where he was going to take a shot on Captain America because, like I, as I said, they were at war. Peter showed up in time. He saved Captain America by taking a bullet right to his kidney. Rather than get proper medical attention, he had just started hearing about how the infamous uh, Sinister Six had escaped prison and knew who he was and was going to his house and was going to kill everyone that he loved and knew. So rather than get the medical attention he needed, he webbed up his wound, swung off to save the day. He proceeds to go from there. Yeah, this storyline was so good at telling you exactly who he was as a hero. In, in fact, I would say that storyline summed up every possible Spider-Man storyline in a clean and neat way that made you emotionally attached, rooting for him the whole way, and then the fallout of it will make you want to cry. The actual storyline that came immediately after this was called Ultimate Spider-Man or Ultimate Fallout Spider-Man. And it was like a five, I want to say five issue run 
that touched on several characters, their interactions with Spider-Man, and more specifically, what they do after the events that just occurred. Um, there's actually a, a piece of that storyline at the very end of the first issue that was the first time I had ever in my life experienced that level of emotional distress over the heroism of the character on the page. And more specifically, the effect it has on others. And I highly recommend it. Lastly, we know that the story that movie studios love to use to generate emotional reaction is the infamous death of Ben Parker storyline. Largely due to the fact that it sets up who's, who Peter is, why he does what he does, and it really kind of is the one to set him on the path for all this. However, I'm going to go on ahead and recommend you some really good storylines to you. If you can find them, that's great. If not, I understand comics are hard to come by. For reference point to help with your searches if you're trying to find specific issues or storylines to read up on. So to start with, most of my all-time favorite storylines come from the Ultimate Universe because of how much cleaner it was. It's easy to find the trade paperbacks for those and see the entire storyline because it's all out there. There's about 15 years of Ultimate Spider-Man to follow through that. But um, some of my favorite ones from that were whenever the suit was brought in. We have the introduction of the suit wherein Eddie Brock's dad and Peter's dad worked together on the suit originally as a cancer cure that was then later weaponized by Roxxon Corporation and inadvertently creates Venom, the actual like creature. So that's a really good one. The confession from that uh, Ultimate Universe is great. But going back to the main Earth 616, um, if you can find an easy way to read the Clone Saga 1 and 2, I recommend it because they're really well done for being really poorly thrown together on the second one. But well written. Yeah, I would also recommend the issues where Peter turns into Man Spider, a giant monstrosity thing as an evolution of his powers. Um, I really enjoyed the other storyline. It was a series from mid 2000s, wherein weird creature known as Morlun attacks him and through a series of events, basically Peter dies once, but his powers evolve in that death and he chooses the man over the spider and when he comes out the other side he uh his powers have evolved and he now has night vision he has uh the stickum power everywhere which i always thought was interesting that it was only on his hands and feet until that point um it also benefits him because he then also gets stingers in his wrists that pop out whenever arcane enemies are around and when they pop out, he's able to lunge, you know, take them out. I would highly recommend the Spider Island storyline. That one was impeccable. It was just such a good, well-done storyline. And it really shows you why he is Spider-Man and no one else can be Spider-Man. Also a prequel to it, or I guess it happened right at the beginning. I can't remember if it was a pre prequel or anything like that. But there was a storyline where he loses his spider sense. And that 
in between that storyline and Spider Island, he actually meets up with Shang-Chi, the master of Kung Fu, another Marvel character, and develops a essentially way of the spider, spider foo, if you will, that allows him to continue to fight without his spider sense. And I always just thought that was really interesting because in my mind, I have always thought that superheroes who have super strength or agility should then master a martial art of some kind to make that strength even stronger. So I'm glad that they finally touched on it and developed Peter in a way that made sense that he would develop a martial art around his abilities to stick to every wall possible. So that was really good. Going back again, the death of Captain Stacy and subsequent death of Gwen Stacy are really, really good. I have to recommend those ones. Yeah, there's not a whole lot I wouldn't recommend. There's a few years in there that are weird. I really hated One More Day and the way that that storyline was done after Civil War. It was just very black feeling. But as an extension of Spider-Man, I also have to always recommend, if you ever see storylines involving Venom, Carnage pretty much any symbiote really you're going to have a good fun story anytime his clones are involved usually it's chaotic fun that can get out of hand obviously but in the more modern tellings there's been some good ones Kane became came back from the dead actually and was the second scarlet spider so that's been really cool to see happen but yeah guys uh so if you need help finding any of these things just check down below and find the isbn's um don't forget to follow us on soundcloud follow us on facebook twitter subscribe on youtube if you want uh hopefully there'll be updates there soon yeah uh you can send emails to geekdominationlisteners at gmail.com or check out our website geekdomination.net there you can find reviews for movies shows books games you can find the news from the previous week all gathered in one place making it really easy for you to find and reference later uh, but yeah, just uh, head on over to geekdomination.net or geekdominationlisteners at gmail.com. Uh, we try to respond as frequently as we can, and we'll see you next time.